Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of The Current Status. I'm Pumla Schmidt, also known as Exchange Goddess, and I'm joined by my co-host and a very special guest today. Uh, Holly, do you want to start the intros? Yeah, hi, I'm Holly Lehman. It's so nice to be on the show today, and everyone joining us, we've got a lot in store for you. Uh, you have my Twitter handle at the bottom. Feel free to follow me on my journey, and I will hand it over to Teresa. Yeah, so my name's Teresa Miller. You can find me on Twitter at 24by7itconnect. And we have an, an excellent guest today, um, Shannon Keene from Microsoft, who's going to kind of help us with our journey today as we talk about VMware on Azure. Um, but before we get to that exciting topic, Shannon, could you introduce yourself? Sure. So thanks for having me. I always appreciate these little one-offs that you don't ever expect, right? So it was a nice little surprise when I got the invitation. So thanks for the invite. Um, my name is Shannon Keen. I'm a cloud advocate on the methods and practices team. My specific team is the enterprise platforms and tools team. My background is very traditional in the sysadmin space, right? Spent a lot of time with VMware Exchange, Windows Server, Active Directory, kind of started to see the writing on the wall Everything was moving toward cloud. My first entrance into cloud was Office 365, migrating a bunch of mailboxes from on-prem into uh, the cloud, right? And then I turned into kind of this Azure fan by way of a job I had prior to Microsoft. So I used to work for a partner, Microsoft partner called 10th Magnitude. Uh, worked there for about two years and then Microsoft started expressing interest. And then I was at Microsoft prior to being a, a cloud advocate, I was a cloud solution architect. So I've been working with big giants trying to get them to understand how to make use of the cloud, how to be successful. So I've worn a lot of caps. Um, and I mean, if you would have told me 10 years ago, I would be at Microsoft, people would be trusting the cloud and then I'd be hitting REST APIs like a developer. I probably would have called BS uh, and here I am. <laughs> we probably all would have agreed with that. Very true. Oh my goodness. I know there was a time when we were like, Cloud, will it stay? Will it not? Oh my God, that's scary. I'm not sure about <laughs> it. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Well, I don't think we right. can go there yet. We can't right. trust it. <laughs> so, yeah, the big question what's the latest scoop on VMware on Azure? Because I know we, we were going, we're on part two of this now, the we second. Are on part two, yes. Yeah, so and, and I think part two is even more exciting than part one. It is. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it briefly, though, because folks may see it out in the wild. Uh, we had a partner Cloud Simple that helped us offer version 1.0. Um, we have since rebranded version 2.0. It's a bare metal offering. It's a first party Microsoft service. The cool part about it is you get a chance to work with these giant enterprises who have massive VMware staff, right? They've got this big gigantic group of folks that it took forever for them to believe in virtualization and we're starting to see these folks realize they can't keep stalling anymore, right? Digital transformation mm -hmm. here, the cloud's here, we've got to kind of keep moving forward, but we also have technical debt, we have the whole notion of upskilling. So version 2.0 takes what they know on-prem, moves it into Azure, and everything's controllable via the Azure portal. So that's kind of a cool reality. Version 1.0, there were a couple, there was like the main Azure portal and then there was the Cloud Simple portal. So the cool part about it now, it's all seamless. It's all kind of integrated in and we're in the middle of a public preview right now. So it's not officially GA. Um, it's supposed to be sometime this year and, uh, but nobody really knows, right? It's always that, that question mark of, you know, I guess we'll kind of hang out. We'll 
keep waiting and hopefully we find out about Try it. Try that out, right? But exactly. Let us know the bugs. Right. right. And, and what I keep hearing from our partners is that it's that seamless experience that they love. It's that one point of touch. It's the, it's going to look the same here as it will in the portal. And, and yeah. so from partner and customer side of it, that's the positive impact that I keep hearing about. Right. So and, you know, once, once it gets into Azure, you have the same REST APIs that ARM exposes, right? So your VMware REST APIs get exposed, your ARM REST APIs get exposed, and then you have access to all of the different Azure services. So it's kind of a cool, kind of like achievement unlocked a little bit. So from us, so as a, <laughs> my, my background's VMware. So yeah, if ahead. I, if I traditionally work in the vCenter, can I stay working in vCenter? That was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah, can. Can, I my, can I keep my templates? Because, you, you know. Templates. You can keep the templates. You can even. Do I ever have to go on Azure? Because let's say, I, like, you know, I've, I've got an allergy to, to Azure right now in the cloud, and I'm not quite ready to go there yet because I, I know there are a few out there, there are. That, have, that have this allergy towards the cloud. No offense. Um, and they, they love their vCenter. Right. So, right. I mean. So they, they're able to still work in vCenter. Correct. Or both. Correct. Yeah. So they can take their vCenter knowledge expertise, all the templates that they've used over the years, all their provisioning standards, things of that sort. You can plug it into Azure. It's a massive win on the sense that we are finally meeting sysadmins where they are. We've always met the developers where they are, mm -hmm. right? The IT pros were kind of this weird group hodgepodge yeah well and we, th think about it right there's networking there's sysadmin there's yep. you know, uh sql right that would fall mm -hmm. in the IT pro mm -hmm. realm how do you approach those folks and so now we're finally meeting them where they are versus saying they have to go learn IaaS and governance and azure policy and azure security center and azure Mo it's a lot and i don't know if you've worked with customers but i see a lot of anxiety when i talk to these big giants so what it turns into is yeah. an awesome first pass in the digital transformation so, so v I, was, <laughs> I wonder with the same question teresa i i it could happen again i i know like we like for the viewers watching teresa and i are like joined at the hip sometimes and I, we have like the same thoughts <laughs> today this is happening um so let's see i was okay. gonna ask so if i took a virtual machine from on-prem. Is this just a storage extension or is this a full compute and storage extension where my virtual machine then lives in Azure in completeness? Yeah, so uh, it, think of it like you would need hybrid network, hybrid identity, right? So you need the way to extend it into Azure. And then once it's extended into Azure, you can vMotion your VM from on-prem into Azure by way of the express route. So there's an express route component of this that comes into the mix and that helps you extend everything into Azure. But I mean, the idea that vMotioning servers into Azure, I mean, my mind kind of blew up a little bit thinking about the possibilities, right? So without it, you know, you have to lean on Azure Site Recovery or a plethora of our third-party solutions, which aren't bad, but also require a little bit of upskilling. Whereas sysadmins that are, you know, have been doing VMware for their entire the last, well, maybe 15, eh, not quite 20 years, um, they're familiar with vMotioning and they don't have to necessarily change that skill set and they can then upskill to time that makes the most sense to them. So, so yeah, so, you know, to kind of think about it, right, there's a, a, a vCenter environment that gets deployed for you by way of building out the service. There's an express route requirement. Now, 
I think we all know that sometimes express routes don't come super fast. So you could always stand up a POC for 30 days and use VPN. But the big piece here is we're leaning on a tool called HCX Enterprise. That's what takes your VM from on-prem into Azure and uses the vMotion technology. So was that your question, Pumala? No, okay. <laughs> that was a great question though. So is it like, um, well, this wasn't my question, but uh, building off of Teresa's, uh, is it basically taking your on-premises host, let's just say, right, your host, and just plopping it into an Azure data center? So it's bare metal VMware host in an Azure data center. Correct. That so, yeah, so, but you're not managing the... Yes, my, my, minus, minus me feeding and watering my physical... Correct. Post. You're taking. You're doing that for us. You're Correct. you're watering, feeding it, giving it Miracle Grow, and all that good stuff. Hugging it, touching it. Yes. So Frank. is it the full host and the servers? Because I feel like that's two different things potentially. Because the host would typically run the servers on prem. So are you offering both capabilities? So we are just giving you, so think of it VMware as a service, right? So similar to PaaS offerings, IaaS offerings, there's a responsibility matrix. And I wish I would have had this up. I don't have it up, but um, I could I could find it if everybody's curious. But the idea here is we'll take care of all of the physical components of that bare metal host, right? So you express a want, there's a minimum requirement of three nodes, um, and then you can obviously go higher or lower. Well, yeah, sorry, you can't go lower, but you can go higher and you could even think about a different, uh, a, a couple of clusters, right? You could think about, I think it's 16 max per cluster. And then there's a max of 64 nodes in a, a kind of an Azure virtual private cloud instance. Yeah. There's some, there's some wiggle. So room. basically it's your, pri it's your private little vSphere world in, in, in an Azure data center, Teresa. Nice. It's just like, here's, here, here are my hosts. And this is our data yep. center, and th th these are my these are my babies sitting in Azure. Like yep. I like I don't own those physical hosts, but they're my vSphere hosts. That's Correct. the way I that's the way I picture it in my head. Like that's my bare metal vSphere host that you're feeding and taking care of for me. Like you're petting it and touching it and hugging and you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, putting it to bed at night. You know, okay. all, all that good stuff. You're taking care of it. So it's the virtual private cloud that essentially initiates that almost like that dedicated compute that you would need um, and storage that you would need so that when you configure it and do the vMotion, it just have it. it Correct. Will work. So Correct. it's all done in, in advance. Okay. Correct. And yeah, so seem, uh, what I was going to say, I guess, is it so seamless that they don't even realize it's an Azure? Could it be that way, Shannon? Uh, so I would think so. I would think so. If you didn't want to tell your, you know, if, <laughs> if your VMware <laughs> admins were having some anxiety attacks, you wouldn't necessarily have to tell them that that lived in Azure. You just give them the brand new vCenter or the, the vSphere or the vCenter login and give them a, an account to access it. And they wouldn't necessarily know. Now, granted, if they're savvy enough, they could poke around and kind of make heads or tails of the storage. And then they shock, oh my God, you didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when you like hide vegetables and things for kids, you know, see. <laughs> so, so, I have a question for you, Shannon. So when we think about the experience from the end user, right? A lot of times when we talk about migration with our partners or customers, when, when they have that conversation, there's this huge question around security and what makes 
for Azure, the Azure migration is so secure and compliant. When we talk about VMware and that migration into Azure, what, what do you help your audience understand that that's where we're secure and compliant when we have the two multi-clouds coming together? Sure. So I have a lot of conversations, I, even as a CSA, right? And even my roles prior yeah. to Microsoft, um, it's that shared responsibility model. And there's a certain component of it that, you know, we're taking care of for the customer. There's a certain component of it that the customers take care of, right? The identity is the new perimeter. And so it's an, it's a similar model related to what happens with VMware. The cool thing is you get to plug into Azure and make use of Azure Security Center, Azure Sentinel. You get to make use of all of the cool RBAC tools we've got for IAM controls, right? Um, so, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and deploy a bunch of extra infrastructure. That's, you know, you kind of bolt that on once everything is in Azure. D does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I guess, could you keep your existing are back roles that you had in your original vSphere environment. You could, you could, you definitely could. Because, because uh, a lot of that, I mean, I've set those up before. It, it took time, and oh, yeah. that would really piss me off if I had to completely redo that. <laughs> um, so if I'm migrating to VMware and Azure, I'd want to keep that same governance that I have. Correct. Yeah, okay. and, and, and you'd be able to. So it's just like a like a VM model, right? There's components that happen at the VM level, and there's po components that happen at the portal level. So portal would be, you know, leaning on Azure Active Directory, leaning on RBAC roles and permissions on that front, whereas, uh, you know, vCenter would be inside vCenter. Um, you know, if you think about the IaaS world, uh, you know, you'd have Active Directory roles, and you could permission access to the actual, you know, GUI layer of a VM that way but in order for that person to log into the portal they have to have the right im role to be able to log into the portal to see what's been deployed etc right does that so the same sort of concept exists mm -hmm. in the center space you could have the right permissions related to vcenter so you only want somebody to be able to i don't know v, v motion to vm right um i always try to think about these things it's been a little bit since i've had to really or restart <laughs> yeah or only restart same same concept you could always provision that related to the vCenter actions. And then, you know, obviously if you don't want them to get into the portal, just don't give them portal access. So I was gonna change topics <laughs> if you have a question for her. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh my God, Teresa. Oh my God. Oh, we are like- I know, we're like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have to tell you, I was a little bit of a non-believer at first. I'm like, we're kind of, this is kind of an anti-pattern for what we try and, and work with customers on. But then if you think about it, we always try and say, let's go IaaS first. Well, think about how many failed or flopped deployments that has resulted. Oh, yeah. Lift right? and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, don't, don't, don't we all know what that word really means. Right. <laughs> so this is an awesome uh, kind of meet, meet a, an IT sysops or, well, sysadmin where they are and state, you know, you can take what you know on-prem and plug it into Azure and then take on the upskilling at a time that makes the most sense for you versus, you know, <laughs> the it fire. Just, it, seems, it seems more seamless than lift and shift or shift. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I'm just going to oh, say, just it. say it. it. You already lift said it. Because <laughs> it, that's not the right. Actually, <laughs> just uh, for awareness, that is if you Google this and you research it, that's actually in the documentation as, that this is a lift and shift. <laughs> And if we're we feel that way about lift and shift, you might want to get somebody on a lift, product. Lift change just, that it's, it's painful, right? It's painful. You always it end up shooting yourself in the foot, 
and then you're and I, I hear this so many times. Let's just get done. We'll go back and clean it up later. No, yeah. you do no. not clean it up later. No, Who you cleans know, up? no, until, until until your security direct somebody in security comes back and says, Oh, yeah, this violates some policy, or we just got <laughs> something right? right. That's right. when you clean up. So it's lift and shit. And I've, but, I've done but, it before. It, it, I it, think it, what you're saying, though, like it, it affects but so this is better. It affects so many customers that don't realize they think, oh, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to deploy, I'm going to set up RBAC roles, policy, and, and we'll fix it on the back end. And by that point, it's so messy that it, you, it's, not, it's not easy to go back. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm curious, Shannon, like when you when you read the documentation on, you know, the benefits of Azure and then you read the benefits of VM on Azure, it, there's a lot of very um, hearty information that would make both sound just amazing. And maybe together they are. Um, we wouldn't have done the alliance otherwise. It's a right, great right. partnership. But right. I would like to know what's some feedback that you've heard from the actual end user experience from, you know, when you're out there talking to the community, what are some things that you're hearing for pros and cons that people should be mindful of? So I'm not as close to what's happening currently. That's being led by the Global Black Belts. But some of what we had heard previous was the whole notion that the regional deployments were a little limited, right? Okay. Um, and maybe you couldn't find the exact like for like. You know, sometimes folks, when they build hyperconverged nodes on-prem, they can add ridiculous amounts of RAM, IOPS, et cetera, right? Because it's all there. It's a sunk cost, right? Makes sense. So yeah. I, I suspect those are the things that are going to be worked out as time evolves, right? Because we kind of know where we're going to land for GA. It's kind of what it already is, right? Um, there's going to be some extra features that come about once it hits GA, certain um, you know certification requirements, ad additional design considerations, you know from a, from a resiliency perspective, things of that sort, right? So these are kind of things that are in the in the hopper to try and make sure that we can have as much like for like. I, I think that's where we're kind of, at least that's where we struggled previously, and I think this is going to be an iterative approach trying to work with these gigantic enterprises to hopefully give us the right levels of feedback because um, you know that's that's the approach these days, right? We're never going to land it correctly out the gate first time we, we we aren't it would be awesome if we who did. does I'm, I'm gonna be honest right. i'm gonna throw right. who no. really does that for that first version of anything oh, I mean, you know don't at me but <laughs> oh, that it. first version of anything is that ever perfect no i mean think about it. the car the toaster it. oven the tesla the airplane. <laughs> yeah the airplane any the freaking airpods you know right, right. We started on the airpods the, ver <laughs> the first version of everything there's always a service pack right right, right. You wait well, that's, why they that's why they do chat programs. That's why they do public yeah. and private previews to go right. through and dig and find all those bugs. And hopefully right. by the time you get to the final iteration, you found a lot of those. And then even still. Tell us what's wrong. We yeah. want you to use it. Use yeah. it. Tell us, you know, kill it, right? Beat it to death. Use it. Tell us what issues you're running into. Tell us what works, what doesn't work, right. what you want to work better. Right. And that's that's the whole idea of preview, Right. And that's and even with the first version of products, it's play with it. And then we find out later, okay, here's the stuff we need to fix for service pack. Yeah. So well, you said this was the B2, right? So yeah. um, I kind of like to shift over to disaster recovery because I look at this as like I've worked in companies where disaster recovery either never got off the ground because of the expense and the infrastructure planning or you got it off the ground, you set up this colo, you spent all the money, yep. 
and and you had to maintain that hardware end of life it and so to me i see this as a, a fantastic disaster recovery solution if you are committed to vmware and if it's you know you can set all of the like the the drs rules and do the v motions and, and yes. you can actually just fail that stuff right over yeah i don't know if that can be automated or if it's a manual thing for disaster recovery with this tool but it does intrigue me to have the conversation. So that's one of our, our uh, use cases. So it's, you know, relinquishing uh, everything out of a data center to Azure, disaster recovery, and then taking about uh, and modernizing certain flows, right? So disaster recovery is a huge component. Site recovery manager is something that doesn't get spun up with the service. So you'd have to BYOL licensing that's the model you'd have to to bring about, but that still is supported, and it's still something you could think about if that's something that you know intrigues customers taking a look at this. Okay. Um, you could think of that as being your your DR site, and, and I think you know, I think to myself that's expensive, but these gigantic enterprises with a massive VMware investment, it's a it's not it's nothing really, it's nothing right to have a three a minimum three node cluster out there from a DR perspective that you can scale up and scale down on demand because you hit a REST API like so much in Azure. So mm -hmm. pretty much everything in Azure, let's be honest. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think, you know, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a worthwhile conversation to have, um, you know, and then another thing too, this, this public preview, it's not like a regular public preview. It's something, it's kind of like a white glove public preview. So if a customer's mm. interested, there's certain criteria that have to be met. I actually don't know the criteria off the top of my head, but it's a certain sizable amount of consumption each month. Um, related to what they're already consuming. So the, we're targeting the enterprise customers, right? And then you get uh, assigned a global black belt and the global black belt kind of helps you, you know, it trains up the account team, trains up the customer and gets it to where it needs to be so that they can transition it off, pass the baton. That knowledge then is shared with the whole customer because we're still uncovering things and we want to make sure we have it completely vetted by the time that it reaches GA. So it's an interesting approach it's an approach i don't see very often sometimes i wish more of our public previews were this way like hey don't go injure yourself here's somebody to help you not injure yourself a little bit here i like uh, that you know so. but, but i also think more people would be willing to sign up for these more um heavier type of previews if totally. they were given if they were given you know because i i know a lot of um customers that want to sign up for various previews and they're scared they're like how is this going to affect my environment Who's yeah. gonna save me if it if it fails? Is it going to affect what I'm doing? And right. so I think that this is a beautiful aspect to it where you're like, hey, here's what you need to be successful in helping us. Right. It's a handshake agreement. I think that's so if someone that's watching that's interested in this, what can you tell the audience, right? If they are interested, who can they contact? to sure. get started or find out more information. Sure, so start with your account team. Um, the account team signals to the global black belts that there's a customer that's interested. And then it's a matter of you, they, I think they, they vet the whole process a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of they figure out who has the bandwidth, who has the expertise. Are there any weird nuances we should just be aware of out the gate, right? 
especially if there's certain things that they don't want to be a part of, i.e. in public previews, we try and ask for a lot of feedback, you know, would you be a marquee customer? And sometimes, you know, knowing that out yeah. there is really, really helpful. Um, but yeah, it's a matter of working with your account team. Your account team then kind of deploys the GBBs. I kind of, it seems like a wartime effort, but it's not, I swear. Uh, or, it, or it could be, maybe that's, maybe that's an, uh, it's, a, it's those acronyms a, that we have, right? <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, the global black belts come in and they're the ones that have uh, done a lot of the deployments and the migrations and the planning. And they're the ones that can walk through all the caveats and they're very closely aligned with engineering as well. So in the event that you find a weird question mark, something that's never been discovered just yet, um, they can funnel that information to engineering very quickly because of the way they've got this whole setup right now related to the onboarding and support of this. Um, real quick too, uh, you only have to call Microsoft for support. So if something spins on oh, the really? call back, yeah, right. You don't have to call VMware. Microsoft will do it for you. So even mm. more of a, uh, a beautiful Jack hands. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, <laughs> One stop shop. That's awesome. Too. Yeah. That's awesome. Because then sometimes when you've got multiple vendors, you've got finger pointing. Oh, and yeah. so oh, God, I hate that. I really hate it. It's good to hear <laughs> that. Right. Yeah. So what if it's a VMware problem? So Microsoft uh, handles that? Microsoft will handle, they'll be the, the in-between, the customer and VMware. And um, it'll be a troubleshooting session with those folks. Oh, so okay. um, it'll be something where they won't necessarily get the customer involved unless the customer has to be involved. Um, they're going to try and do what they can do. I mean, I think we've all been involved to some degree with the support ticket at some point, right? Um, there's periods yes. they, they go. I've been not very nice. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I own that. I've <laughs> not been very nice to my tam, my former TAMs, support people. Yeah, I, I own it. I'm, I apologize if I've yeah. not been nice to you on a call. <laughs> but it's you know, TAMs do have one of those jobs where they have to bear all the pain and yeah. smile the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've taken a beating from me. I apologize to all my previous oh, times. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know yeah. I've been very, very mean sometimes. But I don't think you're alone <laughs> in that. I, I think you're not. I, I think sometimes we don't feel like we're being heard. And so we have to get a point across. And yes, even I, though I, they're I, doing all they can, I don't I've know. I've been vocal about my disappointment. <laughs> well, and again, I have a question. Oh, sure. Okay. I, so as we're talking about, you know, putting in a support ticket, you know, we Microsoft has various SLAs for our customer. They do. Now, they're, if they're in this preview, is there um, an SLA escalation time for, for this group? That Ooh, are that's a really a good, good question. question. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could I could ask and then get some follow up info out. But that I actually don't know um, because it's it's in a public preview. Typically, what tends to happen is it's kind of best case but um and, and the recommendation too is to not start with production it's to start with a low-hanging workloads that you know users could stand to be without for a period of time in the event something doesn't want to work right so um i can ask for sure i don't know what it's like right now in the public preview sorry yeah. that was my daughter she i just thought dessert was there no oh, i already right? ate the dessert but my daughter my 14 year old or 13 and a half year old daughter 13 and a half uh, yeah, she just was like, I'm going to just come rummaging through the office because, hey, you know, why not? Mom's on there. Like, why John, not? I right? think we all have. John, I think we all have. You're not. And I'm like, I'm working. I'm on it. And she just looks at me like, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 13 and a half going on 21. She's like, yes. like locks for your door or something. Uh, she's on, going, on she's like a, yeah, she's like 
going on 21. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the age. It right. is the um, age. Yeah. Yes, I know way the same. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going through. Just, just wait, Holly. You've got two of them. Just wait. Like, they yes. just pretty much, they just walk right over you. Like, you're, you know. already do. Like, let's yeah. be clear. Mine are already walking all over me. My daughter <laughs> came in this afternoon and I said, I'm sorry. Are you wearing mascara? Whose is that? Oh, is that mine? Yeah, no, it's it was my very expensive mascara. So yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> getting walked all over. Let's be clear. I, I'm, I'm just the, the cook and the clean and cleaner in the house. Oh yeah, I got I got chewed out in the car driving to the dog pet food place because mascara got in her contacts, and she's like, "Mom, you're rushing me." I was trying to put my makeup on. I'm like, "Well, hmm." <laughs> Hello, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just you know your mother here. <laughs> yeah, it was just I'm thinking. Oh my god, was I this bad to my mother? Because I probably. Come on, here. Our parents would have beat the crap out of us <laughs> back then. <laughs> we we would have to go out and go out in the yard and pick our own stick to get beaten. <laughs> pick out your stick so I can whip you with it. Oh no no no! I I was she was so offended that I rushed her into the car. And her mascara and her eyeshadow. I'm like, you're 13 and a half. Like, I don't even wear makeup. Look at me. <laughs> and this is no filter, no makeup. I have lips. I'm sorry, I have lipstick on. That's about that lip gloss. And she wears more than I do. But hey, you know, what what do I know? I'm just the old person in the house that pays the bills around here. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she looks back at this point and appreciates you. Like I used to just be a terror to my mom. And as an adult, I'm always like, I'm sorry. She's like, no, you were fine. Either she forgets or like she's just resolved to not care anymore. It's probably one of the two. It's I hope I, both. Yeah. I, I hope Probably. I forget what I'm dealing with and just remember how much I love them and how cute they are right now. But I actually, yeah. Really? So, are they cute when they like are using your expensive mascara? No, she wasn't cute. My nine-year-old was not cute at that time. She's beautiful, but in my opinion, she was not cute. She was not cute at all. Said, she know? yelled at my daughter yelled at me for using her her bronzer. I'm like, I need bronzer. And I just brought her bronzer. And she flipped it. Yeah, she flipped out. She's like, that's my bronzer. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Who paid for this effing bronzer? I paid for it. So technically it's my bronzer. I can use all this makeup, okay? <laughs> and then, yeah, she's just like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, do you have a job? No, you don't. I paid for this stuff. So technically it's my makeup. <laughs> like Jeffree Star's makeup? Yeah. Make money, so get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I started using the Jeffree Star stuff, and oh, it, oh, oh, oh my God, she flipped right. out. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, out. so let's let's get back to uh, Attack, right? on Azure because yeah. I ha you know I <laughs> probably have a whole conversation about this. I have. I'm so sure, especially since you've, you've you've done VMware, right? You've you've supported the VMware environment, right? <laughs> we have, yes, yes, yes. So. What, like I, even though I do work for Microsoft, um, I every, I think everybody knows I I, I love I heart VMware. I mean that's mm -hmm. it is a virtualization platform for enterprises, but we are in a cloud era. Cloud's not going away, right? It's, right. You've got, you've got to, if you don't embrace it, it's going to come smacking you across the head. Right. Um, and this is this is an opportunity for those admins, the, the sys admins, your VMware admins, um, 
this is your opportunity to not only upscale, but to give your give yourself a chance to explore a little bit. Right. Because if you don't, your director, your your VP, they're going to find someone that's willing to explore, that's mm -hmm. willing to take that chance. So this is your chance to say, you know what? Hmm. I love I I heart VMware. I can still use it, but at the same time, I'm learning something new. I'm you know. The cloud right. is here. We right. have but I think to. that's huge. I think people, so my background is um, Intune and SCCM. That's where I started with Microsoft. Right. And right. I think that when we went through that whole co-management discussion, people didn't understand it was a partnership and they got scared. And mm -hmm. instead of realizing, oh, this is something new in tech to learn, to be more savvy, to be more streamlined, um, to be more secure and compliant and have this like positive experience, it, it scared people. And so I think right. sometimes, this partnership scares people instead of realizing like you have two really strong cloud opportunities that have now partnered to make your environment better. Um, and so I think that that's something that like, like uh, Pumala was saying, it's a way to like learn something more and just delve into something that will just make your experience so much better. And, and I have one question for you, Shannon, sure. um, not knowing how much longer we're going to be on. If there was one thing that you would definitely want this audience to hear about VMware on Azure, what would it be? Just open-ended question. What would you want to make mm. sure? I like? Mm. Well, let, so I think, I think it's more of a psychological response to that question, right? Like, let us help you help yourself, right? Ooh, I like that. that. You know, we've spent so long talking about move yourself to IaaS, right? IaaS, IaaS, IaaS. Well, now we have another offering. So, you know, we kind of started listening to, to customers and we kind of realized we needed to have a VMware on Azure offering. And, uh, you know, lean on us. We'll help you help yourself get to that point. Um, and it's a good opportunity to even just get glued into an account team in general, right? Okay. Um, the way we structure our field out is very interesting in the sense that you may not be a massive Azure customer out the gate, right? Um, it's not to say you can't be an Azure customer that will never help you become an, an Azure customer. We've got ways of taking a customer from zero to minimal Azure all the way up to full-blown Azure, right? So we've got a lot of different ways of, of helping as much as possible. And this is kind of that first go round, you know, version really 1.0 of your digital transformation. And it's an even more effortless digital transformation. If somebody's willing to pay the bill, we've got something for you and now let's take advantage of it and let's figure out how to make it work. Because I mean, I used to spend all of these uh, meetings with customers where I said, you know, like if I can do it, you can do it, right? <laughs> Where's the gap here? Let's try and figure it out because technology is, is easy. I know it comes with a butt, right? Describe it though, right? So I used to technology always, comes with a butt. I love that. Not a double T, just a one T. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole idea that you have to break things down, right? Because like I had a bunch of developer friends of mine uh, at Microsoft that showed me how to hit the REST APIs directly. And it was like a such a big, huge aha moment, right? And I did like a very basic intro to C-sharp class. And I'm like, no wonder I'm doing this with PowerShell, but nobody tells you that, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's the whole notion of anybody can do this, right? It's a matter of how much do you want to continue to, to learn. And and I guess my, my hope would be you always want to learn, right? Because I feel like that's why we all got into this at some point, but I, that's also a mixed bag, right? Because there are people who just don't, they want to just, you know, keep the lights on. <laughs> that's another podcast, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I did get into tech. Right. Right. 
So, yeah, so I, I think, you know, the, the big piece uh, that I can have, you know, folks tuning in is let us help you help yourself because, you know, you don't have to go and read the documentation um, to understand VMware on Azure, right? We are building that documentation also. So not everything's out there just yet. Um, is it but, Shannon that's building it? <laughs> right. We're, we're, we're building it right now. It's being built in mid-flight. But we've got all this expertise, right? We've got these folks that used to be VMware full-time employees, right? They're at Microsoft now. Um, we have a lot of hidden VCPs that it's just try to seem very well known to me. Um, well, I, have, I have my VCP as well, but I mean, I, it's starting to get older and older, but. But I, I think that's where Microsoft is powerful because we acknowledge the benefits of partnering with other providers. So when you think about all of the people that we hired for Azure House Management from Cloudin, we, right. we kept these humans because they are so intelligent and they make our documentation better. And right. I think that that's one thing to highlight is, is the benefits of the partnership and that Microsoft values both sides of that story. Well, you, you have the best of both worlds, right? So yeah. we've got the powerhouse and virtualization, which is VMware. And then you have the powerhouse of the enterprise, which is Microsoft. I mean, you right. can't, you can't, you can't describe it both, right? They're powerhouses in their specialties. You put them together, and now you've got, boom, this is amazing. Right, right. And I, it's funny to me because I never, ever thought this partnership was going to be as successful as it has been and will continue to be um, because I always felt like it was the VMware versus Microsoft. And that's not the right, that's not the right way to think about it anymore, right? Microsoft's changed their tune and gone almost 180 degrees the exact opposite way, right? Let's and, work together. Right, let's work together. Right. The reality is we've got an awesome platform that we can give you access to, and we can even take your enterprise platform and put it on top of our platform. And then boom, it's just, it's, a, it's an awesome reality. So I, I think, you know, we've got the, the muscle power to kind of move the mark forward on a lot of fronts. And I, I don't know, I was really excited to hear about the partnership and the very close partnership and to realize certain components that hadn't been there for a number of years. So it's a, it's a, if you think about it, right, the reason being, we were, you know, Microsoft was competing with VMware with Hyper-V, right? Well, now we're like, let's just all play in the same sandbox. Let's figure out how to play in the same sandbox, right? We don't have to be a, these are my toys, this is my sandbox, no. We can all play in the same sandbox. And then what I think we're going to get is we're going to get a lot of awesome, good customer win stories as a result. No, that's great. Um, we are like out of time. No I'm, just gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to say, I was going to say we're almost out of time, but we're really out of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are. Um, I just didn't want to cut you off because oh. it's like amazing. Like this conversation is really good especially for those who don't know about VMware. I mean, it, it's sure. this, I still have people going, wait, what? You come on VMware on Azure? Yeah, totally. Bare metal. Totally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're out of time. Thank you so much, Shannon, for, for me. coming and speaking with us. I said coming, but really showing up on our virtual platform. <laughs> I guess I just miss seeing people. Um, <laughs> Me too. One day, one day we'll do it. Yes. This is a virtual thing is me nuts. Like I just want to like reach out and touch someone right now. Like Can I want to thank you for the people that were on the call and participated in the IM. I one know. Time. Yes, I got a chuckle out of that. Of course, I did. 
good. It's like I, I love the interaction with our audience. I love the guests showing up. And I'm just I was so happy when you said yes, you would like join us and talk about totally. this. Totally. And I'm happy to come back in the future too. So this service will evolve, right? And I think you know our roles will evolve too. So if down the totally. road there's an opportunity, uh consider me interested. So just let me oh, know. Oh, you're you are we will you're in. Cool. Which I will have to, we're going to have a private conversation because I uh, want to talk to you about this again for another project. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, definitely done. Holly, Teresa. Yeah. This is great. Oh, wait. I know. I know. And then next week, do we want to give a teaser for next week, Holly? Say it again. Do we want to give a little teaser for next week's episode with Melissa? I mean, I just think that there's a lot happening with COVID and people aren't focused on the positive and how tech is going to make it better. And I'll leave it at that. Ooh. That's a good teaser. Holly, and people are going to be like, what is she talking about? Join us next week, June 25th. Uh, I had to get the date right. June 25th, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern time for our next episode. Thank you again, everybody. Shannon, Holly, Teresa, and I'm Pumala. Have a great evening, morning, or afternoon. Thank Bye. You. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. Bye.